have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Gas South Convention Center, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, member FDIC. And greetings and salutations, all listeners of Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X. It is your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian, sitting alongside my wonderful co-host, Harper LaBelle, here inside the Gas South Convention Center in the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Harper, we had a new voice. The third voice in the last few shows that I can remember. That previous guy's voice, we got to get rid of that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to get rid of him. Yeah, at least that part of it. Yeah, so, so we got a new, everything's changing. Everything's changing right the, before we've, our very eyes, and our ears. One of the things that changes every show, and I think it's a change for the better, is we have wonderful new guests every show. And today we have Joy Monroe from the Single Parent Alliance and Resource Center, otherwise known as Spark. Get excited to talk to her in just a second. Uh, and also one other change today. What's that? You and I, it's a little tease for the end. We're going to do something you and I have never done before at the very end of the show. So that's why people should listen to the very end of the You're show. You're going to dance like you do when you when that nope. music comes nope. on and I'm you start gonna... popping and you know, nope. going you back to You turn away your... every, every show. You turn away and you did this time and I did not dance. I, I made one little move yeah, and then I that's stopped. All I, that's all it, it took. Yeah. So it, Even Joy was moving a little bit. She had a little bit of hip shake. Wait till we right get there. our YouTube channel. Then it'll take oh off. I'll be a gosh. viral sensation. But with that, well, you guys aren't here to listen to us banter. You're really here to listen to our guest, Joy Monroe from Spark, the Single Parent Alliance and Resource Center. Joy, welcome to the studio. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about being here today. Absolutely. So Spark is a, is a nonprofit, a 501c3. Yes. Tell everybody about what it is you guys do. So we are, as you can tell from our name, spoiler alert, we focus on single parent families. Um, so no we, way. Really? I know. That's why I said a spoiler work. There was yeah. no way for you to know that. So that's why I had to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we focus primarily on single parent families, but we do not turn any family away. If a husband and wife come in and want to take advantage of our services, we welcome them as well. But when we do our outreach, we target it towards single parent and we target our messaging towards single parents, but we serve all families. Um, so we primarily offer a few programs. Our, our office is located inside an apartment complex here in Gwinnett. So we serve all of the families that live at that apartment complex. We offer a free after-school program for the children in elementary school who live there. And it's every day that Gwinnett County Schools is open from 3 to 6 p.m. So it's homework help. It's some tutoring. We try to do some enrichment, play some games, definitely give kids a snack because they're absolutely starving when they come in from school. Um, We also offer a free full-day summer camp um, for the same students so parents can work without um, stressing about how much childcare costs because childcare costs are astronomical, um, but also because we want to make sure that our students are set up for academic success. And our students at this particular complex usually start out kind of below the academic achievement level. So we try to get all of our students on or above grade level. So we really are heavily focused on academics with a focus in literacy and math. So, so is that all? Yeah, and I'm teasing. <laughs> no. Now you I, said you're the CEO, CFO, CIO. There, you're, you're, you've got all kinds of C's in your titles. Yes. You started this. Tell yes. us about the founding of it and the reason behind uh, 
helping and assisting single parents? Well, um, it started because uh, my mom was a single mom. And even like as a child, I could see all of the challenges that she had to face. And it always struck me as odd that she was doing this all by herself. It always seemed like a lot of my friends had moms and dads. And so I was like, well, my mom is just herself. And this seems like a lot. So I'm probably not going to do this when I grow up. So the solution to that, I thought, was to marry young. But that was not the solution because it meant that you're divorced young. So there I was, um, a young single mom with two boys, um, and my mom had four girls. So I had grown up in this world of women. So there I was with these two boys, and boys of different from girls. Um, no way. A little Steven, bit. That's a shocker. Really? There's I, another I, spoiler. Uh-huh. Another spoiler shocker. Yep. So I, I was learning that. Like in the beginning, I wasn't worried. I was married. Uh, so I had a husband. I had his dad. I had his brother. So I was okay. But when I was divorced and it was me and the boys, I was like, hmm, so this will be a challenge. But I was living in New York. Um, his family was still close. My family was still close. So I was just really kind of surrounded. And so we were really doing okay. And so all of the things that I had read about single parenthood and all of the negative statistics that I had seen weren't really affecting me. And so, of course, genius that I was, still young, I thought, well, this is because I am the bomb.com when it comes to single moms and I'm doing all the right things. And it's really about me and what I'm doing. This is why it's great. So I'm going to take all of this bomb.com and I'm going to move to Atlanta where I don't have any family. And so everyone in my life, of course, was horrified because they were older and wiser. But I was young and, you know, young people are invincible and we know everything. So I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm going to go to Atlanta. We'll be fine. Spoiler alert. We were not fine when we got here. (laughs) So being a single mom with no support versus being a single mom surrounded by support, I came to the conclusion that it was my support network that was actually the bomb.com and not necessarily me, Joy Monroe, single mom in my 20s with two little boys in a land where I know no one. Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. But I started to feel a little invincible at that point. Um, so, But what I did was I started looking around and I was like, I cannot be the only rocket scientist who made this decision. Because Atlanta is the only place that I've lived where the question is, hey, what's your name and where are you from? So I realized there had to be other people around my age with children by themselves who had also made this slightly less than intelligent move like I did. And so I started with the parents of my son's friends. And so we really just started getting together in my place on the weekend talking about, my God, what have we done? (laughs) And what are we going to do? And um, talking about being a single parent and what does it mean? And I had boys and a lot of them had boys too. And single moms raising sons, it's different because think about it. If you walk into a bookstore, which, you know, I don't know that we do anymore. So if you look online at a bookstore, um, usually the largest selection is the relationship section. And it's because women don't understand men and men. Certainly, no bashing. Don't understand women. <laughs> Not but even close to the bomb.com <laughs> when it comes to that. There's another right. spoiler alert, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. She's filling us Man, with all this information. Yeah. Right. So if men don't understand women and women don't understand men, how does a woman raise a male child? If you have no understanding how men think, how they operate, what motivates them, if you don't understand those things, how they communicate. So ever the researcher, um, we would get together, we'd have fun, we'd cook, the kids would play, but I was always doing research on single parenting. Um, so we would talk about it. And so I'd always have, a, it could be considered a workshop, but I like to call it a conversation and a discussion. And so we'd have a different topic every week. We'd talk about communication, we'd talk about discipline, you know, and then we got to the point where we started getting comfortable and we wanted to have a social life. So half of us would keep the kids one, you know, one night and let the other half go out and then we'd switch it off. And so it just really started to work. 
And so the principal started hearing parents talk about it at the elementary school. And so she said, you know, you could serve more parents if you bring it into the school. And so I said, well, okay. So we started meeting at the school. And then my pastor heard about it. And he's like, really? You're doing this out in the world, but you're not doing it here? And I was like, oh, I'm happy to bring it here too, sir. So I started doing it at the church as well. And it really just started to grow. Um, and from that, somebody said, Joy, what you're doing is actually a business. It's called a nonprofit and you should incorporate and that's what you should do. And so that's why I'm sitting here today because that's kind of how it happened. Wow. So we are speaking with uh, Joy Monroe. She is the founder, CEO, CFO, CIO. She, <laughs> she is the bomb.com because she has created this network around her own life. And this is uh, Spark, the Single Parent Alliance and Resource Center, is kind of the outgrowth of her own journey that she just shared with us. So you started by kind of talking about this apartment complex as, as mainly the center, central hub, I guess is yes. my word. So let's kind of talk about that and where it is today because you are in the schools. You are. Yeah. Yes. in a church mm -hmm. and maybe multiple churches and mm -hmm. but but the hub is kind of this apartment complex and you, you it, so it it I guess is it fair for me to say that that a lot of what your organization is doing kind of starts with housing is that one of the main things when it comes to being a single parent yes that's kind of where we've kind of transitioned into and I think that happened um, mainly during covid we were doing a lot of things that were in person you know, a lot of workshops, a lot of let's get together, let's see each other. Um, but when COVID hit, um, we really started to focus on families. And we, for our housing program is primarily focused on families that live in extended stay mo motels. Okay. So we have a program that we call Motel to Home. And we provide outreach to families living in extended stay motels. And we have a specific demographic that we're looking for. I mean, of course, we start with our single parents that are living there. But we are looking for families that have lived in an extended stay motel who can afford to pay that weekly motel rate, which is quite expensive, mm -hmm. but who pay that every week, pay it on time, pay it consistently, who could actually afford to pay rent in an apartment, but because motel rates are so high, they can't afford to save what they need for the move. So that's the gap that we fill. So we will help families with the security deposit and the first month's rent so that they can afford to move into an apartment and then they can pay the rent going forward. I think when, and I'm going to lift my hand and say, I, I may... So one of my roles, I'm slightly annoying, and one of the things is I, I'm given one question on every show that is the stupidest question <laughs> possible to ask, and I'm not thrown out of the studio. That's mm -hmm. my role. He's so faithful to do I, that, I'm, too. Yes. He's and always, I'm on a good always. streak of okay. not being thrown Impressive. out or not, not having that, you know, not having someone say, that's stupid. So let's try, because okay. I'm going to raise my hand and say that when someone hears that explanation, that one of the main starting points is families and or single parents who are in extended stay motels and they they are meeting the requirement to make those payments it, how big of a number is that because i think a lot of people might if they were honest go well it can't be that many because I, I just I, I don't see people being able to do that is is there a decent sized population? Is is this something that there's more than just a couple of those out there? Absolutely. Yeah. There was a study done by the Southern Poverty Law Center, and they estimate twenty five thousand families in the Metro Atlanta area and in, in Atlanta, twenty five thousand wow. families that are doing that. That They're are doing that. Extended They're living in motel. extended stay motels, and that's their home. School buses come and pick up children and take them to school every day. And the, motels. And and the bridge you're trying to provide is and and I think that's that's huge. Is people go. Well, they're meeting that bill, but they can't take that next step because you got to save up money to move. You got to save up money to do a deposit, yes. to do, you know, and all that kind of right. stuff. So paycheck to paycheck is, I mean, that's a huge issue. It is. So um, does, 
does Spark step in and help kind of cover that, kind of help them take that step by helping them save or helping them meet some of that need? Talk specifically. And and, and uh, the other reason I'm asking that question is I'm sure if there are businesses listening, if there are people with philanthropic hearts or want to give to a specific cause, this mm-hmm. can be a great way to take that first step to helping Spark. So what is it you guys do specifically? So we pay the security deposit in the first month's rent. And so what we've done, which I think is unique, is because for the most part, people are concerned about homelessness. And if you ask anyone, if you could stop homelessness, would you stop? And they say, oh, I would absolutely stop it. We're all concerned about that. But trying to end homelessness, we have not all of the agencies working together, we have not successfully ended homelessness. So what Spark does is we focus on, but can you end homelessness for one family? And if you could end it for one family, would you do that? And most people would say, well, yeah, I would do it for one family. So we've quantified that. $2,500 ends homelessness for one family. The majority of our moves are $2,500 or less. And, and the reason it ends it is because this family has already shown they yes. can they can do a budget, they can meet their needs, they, yes. can, they can kind of handle, what, if they can change their situation from an extended stay motel. And a lot of times, tell me if I'm wrong, but moving from an extended stay hotel to the right apartment situation, there are times where their monthly b- bill would go down. Yes, it'll absolutely. Sometimes with our families, it's cheaper for them to live in, a, in an apartment of their own than it is for them to live in a motel and they're considered homeless. Their children are also considered homeless living in an extended stay. So it's cheaper for them to be um, stably housed than it is for them to be homeless. So I'm going to say that question I just asked, not stupid, right? Not stupid at because all. It get, well, and it wasn't stupid because of your great answer. <laughs> so anyone listening, if you want to take a step, if you want to take a tangible step to end homelessness for one family, $2,500 donation to Spark is a great first step someone could take and one family could be affected. So I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to try again because this may be stupid as well. You talked about uh, your main hub is is the apartment complex uh, that, that you're kind of heavily involved in with the after school program, the full day summer camp, the academic focus you guys give to the students and the snacks mm-hmm. after school. Is there also, is this something, are you starting to potentially multiply to other apartment complexes? Because you talked about the need around Metro Atlanta. So talk a little bit about other apartment complexes you're either in or want to get in. So um, what we do, and it's been been called now the New Neighborhood Initiative, because um, where I grew up in, you know, I grew up in New York and on my block, um, you know, everybody on our block knew everyone else. So I can go across the street um, to Diane's house, I can go up the street to Maureen's house, next door to Paul's house, all of the parents knew us, we could be back and forth in everyone's house on our block. Well now, apartment complexes are what is considered the new neighborhood. But what's missing is that neighborhood component that goes back a thousand years to when I was a child. Um, so when I lived in an apartment complex, funny story, it's absolutely true. Tanya, if you're listening, I tell this story every time I go anywhere. But um, it was Christmas time, and at Christmas, um, we sponsor our families, and we get um, sponsors who will come in, and we'll give them a, the wish list of a family. They'll provide gifts, and then we send that to the family. And so I was I was working the phones, and a woman called, and she wanted to put her daughter on the list. And so I was taking her information, and I said, okay, and what's your address? And she gave me her address, and hers was 704, and mine was 706. And I was like... She was right next door to you. I had no idea. Yeah. Now, I had seen her in the parking lot. We'd wave. Hadn't really spoken. I didn't know her name. And so that day, we committed to meet that day. But this was my neighbor. And I had no idea who she was. So in apartment complexes, you tend to isolate. And single parents are particularly famous for isolating. It's me and my child against the world. Um, but so what we do is we like to go into apartment complexes. And we like to create activities where neighbors get to connect with each other, build that sense of community, 
Also, what it stops is if you're connected to your neighborhood, you're less likely to move. So you're less likely to take your child out of school and put them in another school mid-year because that's a difficult transition for children. Um, you're less likely to work hard to stay where you are and to be connected and build that sense of community. So we are looking for other apartment complexes that we can come in and set up this new neighborhood initiative. Um, one of the another program that we offer um, after families are housed and for any family that we work with, we offer what we call the Financial Achievement Club. And that's where we work with families um, for six months. There was a study done um, by the Federal Reserve Board a few years ago. Um, and at the time, they um, concluded that 40% of um, families in America cannot meet a $400 emergency expense. Now, that number has dropped. Now, I think it's about 38 or 37. It's in that neighborhood now. But at the time when they did this study, it was 40% of Americans can't meet a $400 emergency expense. So... And a lot of our families that were living in motels, you know, as we're interviewing and, and finding out, well, how did you get here? As you said, they were living paycheck to paycheck. Something happens that's not in the budget. They don't have extra money. So they take from their rent to cover. And for my poor single moms, it's mostly cars. Single moms in their cars is nothing but drama. Um, something goes wrong with the car. You need the car to go to work. So you take your rent money to fix the car. You can't replace the rent money. Now you're in a motel. So what we do is we offer a financial achievement club. And once families are housed or they're in any of our other programs, we work with them for six months on their budget. Families that have been living in motels have a week-to-week -week budget. When you move into an apartment, that budget transitions to month-to-month. -month. So we help them with that transition, um, making sure their budget is intact, um, and we encourage them to save. And at this point, you can save whatever you can. But you have to make monthly savings deposits because we're trying to instill that habit of savings. After six months, we look at your savings, and we will match your savings up to $500. So our families can then have $1,000 in an emergency savings account so that now you're stably housed. Now you have this emergency savings account. So if something happens, you are no longer in that 40% of families who can't meet a $400 expense because you now have $1,000 in a savings account. Mm -hmm. And for single parents, it's especially important. Um, I love to provide the match because single parents have this, again, it's me and my child against the world. But our philosophy is single does not mean alone. So you save, we save. And at the end of the day, you now have $1,000 in a savings account. So the chances of you being housed and stable remain that way. For our families that live in apartment complexes, we're preventing you losing your housing so that if something happens to you, you'd, you'd never have to go to the motel. Mm -hmm. You take it from your savings, and because you built this habit of savings, when you take it from your savings, you begin to replace it. And so that's pretty much how families need to live. That's life. That's what happens. Joy, it sounds like the uh, infinite wisdom that you came here from New York, <laughs> right? You were invincible and all that. No, and, and in all seriousness, there are a lot of folks that don't know how to plan or to budget or to put money away. They don't think about that. I just, I, you know, whatever I get, I'm going to spend it. I need to get food. I need to have a place to live. I need clothing. And then when a tire emergency comes up and you have to, you have to get a new set of tires, mm -hmm. oops, we didn't plan for that. So your ability to be able to, where are you now? And let's help you get where you need to be. Yes. That's, I think, the connecting point that a lot of people, no, 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 I've got this. I can do this by myself. Um, what was the transition for you to where you said, I think I can do something? I know you said that at the beginning of the show, you were, you were meeting with people and you mm -hmm. were having uh, communique with a lot of folks and just getting together and sharing. And we go out this week and we don't go out. We let you go out next week. When did the idea and the concept for you to say, I think I'm able to help others? I've learned enough now to where I th I, I'm able to share what I know and benefit other people. How did that happen for you? 
So I think it's still happening. I was having a conversation on the way over here um, with one of my younger moms about, um, you know, when you try to help people or give people advice, you sometimes can come off as you need to do it this way because it's the way that I've done it and it works. So just do what I did. Well, everyone uh, has the recipe for the common cold, don't they? Correct. Check, and, and, well, and after all, you're the bomb.com. Right. right. Yes. And so what I was trying to tell her is sometimes I'm telling you what to do because I did the opposite and it blew up in my face. And so I'm trying to prevent you from making the same mistakes that I made. Um, and I had this blog um, for a while and a woman did, I mean, she pretty much um, approached me that way. She's like, you know, you're always on here giving advice and always telling us this is the way to do things. I mean, it must be because you did everything great. And I was like, no, I kind of learned three ways. One, either I did do it great and it worked and I'm telling you to do it this way because I did it and it worked. Yeah. I said, but oftentimes it's because I'm t- I'm, I try to learn from my mistakes. One of my favorite quotes is I never lose. Either I win or I learn. So when I blow something up, which I will blow something up. So when I blow something up, I at least want to go back and look and say, okay, Joy, let's see what you did here because we probably need to never do this again. So let's learn from it. So sometimes, you know, I can teach from my mistakes. And then again, I said, ever the researcher. I'm always reading, studying, learning, because I'm always also trying to prevent. It's easier to prevent than to intervene. So a lot of our programs, Motel to Home is an intervention program. You're in the motel. So we're trying to help you transition out of that. But the Financial Achievement Club, that's prevention. We're trying to prevent homelessness for families by giving that that cushion. What we do at Bradford with the after-school program and the summer camp, that's prevention. Because if education is the great equalizer and our children are underperforming academically, then we're not going to be able to achieve equity for children living in single-parent homes. So let's work hard on the prevention piece. Joy, it, I love hearing what you're saying, but you, you're taking ownership, really. There's a leadership quality that I did this with my family, and now I know I can help you with your family. Even if you don't take all my advice, I have an infinite amount of wisdom, and I want to see you prosper. Well, I mean... And I think that I want to see you prosper. At the end of the day, that's really what this is. Um, If you look at the statistics for single parents, it really says, I mean, good luck, but that's probably not going to work out for you. Um, But at Spark, we believe you can. Now, it takes more work on our part. It also takes more work on the part of the community, you know, to provide resources for these families specifically. But we believe that single parents can succeed. Listen, every day in my life was not a great life. Every moment of my single parenting was not successful, even for my children. Every single moment of their life, because they had me as a mom, didn't mean that, oh, hey, (laughs) you know, they're going to be the bomb.com in every area. No, we've all had struggles. We've all had mistakes. We've all had moments. Well, we hope nobody saw that. Um, But overall, we believe that single parents can succeed and they can raise happy, healthy, well-adjusted, successful children. Mm -hmm. It just takes more work on our part. So we try to equip parents with what it takes for you to do that extra work and try to provide the extra resources to their children so they can have the same outcomes as children from two-parent homes. I think one of the things I've I've learned the most in this uh, short time with you is is I love how you guys really have drilled down on the one of the first steps and one of the mm-hmm. most important steps let's get some family from motel into long-term living into yes. an apartment and then let's start building from there i think uh you you've been quoted as saying kind of housing is not enough mm-hmm. beyond once you get that housing these things like the financial cl- uh, literacy club and, yes. and some of the and the educational stuff with the children you're talking about very very long-term 
not a lot of, so getting from a motel into an apartment, that's, and I'm not going to say instant gratification, mm-hmm. but it's 30 day gratification, yes. 60 day gratification. Yes. Some of these other things mm-hmm. you're talking about, it, it takes years. It does. So it's easy for us to say, and you know, when we're talking about our success, it's easy for us to say, we've housed almost 300 families. We have taken them from extended stay motels and they're now um, functioning and they're in apartments of their own. And so they've gone from homeless to housed. Those are easy numbers. What hard to see is when I get um, moms who call me and like this is happening this year when I get moms who call me and they say um, Jasmine has been accepted to eight colleges and so now we have to make this decision of where she goes and so you think to yourself and then like they put out the post and they're thanking the people that were in their village that helped their daughter get there and you're one of the people that they thank so those are the things that are harder to measure but they mean just as much to us as housing a family who was living in an extended stay motel because we want to set children up for success. And if you as a single mom didn't get to go to college, but now you are helping your daughter go because you had just a a little extra help and now your daughter's trajectory will be different than yours. I mean, those things matter as well. Yeah. The website has ways that you can sign up and learn more. Yes. Um, Is that specifically for the people that are... uh, the me- talk about the membership. I, w- I want to re-ask uh, this question. Uh, it is a membership, so what you're asking is for people to make a commitment. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So we have all different ways that people can get engaged and volunteer. So we do outreach actually on-site at motels. So an outreach event is a great way to get involved, and that means that we show up at a motel with permission. <laughs> we show up at a motel. Um, we bring resources with us. I mean, right now, back-to-school supplies are in hot demand. Um, so we'll show up with school supplies. Families will come out, and um, we'll give them school supplies. Usually we'll have food as well, and we'll talk to them about um you know, what is your situation? Because again, motel to home is for a specific demographic of families living. You have to be able to um, sustain yourself in a motel in order to be able to sustain yourself in an apartment. So we identify those families and then we begin to help them move. So outreach is a great way to get involved. Um, If you don't want to come to outreach, you're welcome to sponsor an outreach event. So that's also on our website um, for how you can sponsor an outreach event and then we'll go and do the work and give you all the credit for that. Um, but there's also, uh, if you wanted to make a donation, that's on our website as well. We're always looking for volunteers to come into our after-school program, help students with our, with their homework. We also have a program called Book Buddies, which is our pandemic-born program, because remember, we were very hands-on. Our after-school program had to close. We couldn't offer summer camp. So we came up with a virtual way um, to ensure that our students at least stayed on track with literacy. So with Book Buddies, um, we have adults from the community. We do have to run background checks because you're working with children. Um, So we have adults from the community who volunteer to listen to a child read um, twice a week for 30 minutes. So um, we pair you with a student. Um, You set your schedule two days a week. You'll log on to our Zoom session. Um, Our students have access to a virtual library. They select their book. They share their screen. You listen to them read. You help them with their words if they get a little bit stuck. You ask comprehensive questions. Um, You also, at that point, just really begin to form a relationship because it's also our way um, of providing a student with another caring adult, kind of a mentoring program, but it's focused on literacy. Um, And what we found with that is not only do our students improve with literacy, but we also try to 
secretly, not so secretly, instill a love for reading in our students so that it's not a chore. Oh, I have to read. But they look forward to getting with their volunteer and knowing that they're going to read to them. Um, so we're trying to instill a love of reading. We're trying to increase out-of-school reading time because this is after school. And we're also trying to make sure that all of the students, every student that we touch, reads at least on or above grade level and not below. So uh, anyone who wants to be involved anyway, financially, time, uh, sponsoring an event, going to an event, reading, reading buddies, any of that stuff, they all go through the website. They so, can all go through the website. So what yes. is that website? www.singleparent411.org. No bomb in the name? There's just, no bomb.com, yeah. nothing. Just That's like, personal, <laughs> Steve. This yeah. is her business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, her business. The personal one is Single Joy's the Bomb. <laughs> Singleparent411.org. And everything they'd want to know or get started uh, yes. communicating. And by the way, this is for individuals. Businesses looking to give back. Businesses with, with a team who wants to get involved in their community. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yep. We host block parties at the apartment complex where we're located. So if you wanted to have a team come out and just serve a bunch of families, we offer that as well. Um, we are always taking volunteers in our Book Buddies program. Um, we can, as a team, you could do an outreach event, all different kind of ways. If you're one person, if you're a group of people, I mean, single does not mean alone. We teach that to our parents, but as an agency, um, we, we practice that as well. And anything given financially is tax deductible is because you're a 501c3. Absolutely. I love it. Yep. I, listen, I, 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 my day job is as a, as a financial advisor, independent financial advisor, I, look, I always look at return on investment. Yes. What better return on investment someone than to move a family from from motel to apartment living? Yes. What better investment than to give to the matching contribution for yes. financial literacy, taking those steps? Yes. I mean, come on. Let's make it happen. Yes. What we actually have um, is we, we call it the hands approach because it's housing and savings. So H for housing and S for savings. So it's the hands approach. So if anybody wants to join us and be hands on deck, um, with families that are living in extended stay motels, we welcome the partnership. She's the bomb at acronyms. I'll give her that. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, that's fantastic. Well, what I think is, is, is really fantastic about what you're doing is there are people that are giving everything they have. They're working a job, maybe two, mm -hmm. and they're doing everything possible. They're struggling just a little bit, but they don't know. Right. What what the next step would be? Please right. have somebody teach me or help me to get down the right path. And because you've been on the wrong path a couple of times, and the right one as well, you can help lead people to where they need to be, so that they can one have a, a much better financial situation for their housing and for the water, the heat, the electrical, all the other stuff. There should be additional savings that somebody has. It may not be a lot, but it's some. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's there's money that it wasn't there before. Right. And you've got a bigger place to stay. Yes. And you don't have to worry about, you know, refrigeration or right. certain things. Uh, I, I, I love the concept and the idea and the fact that you're helping so many people, but one family at a time. One I think family that's, at a time. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Joy Monroe, uh, founder, CEO, CFO, CIO, uh, and, and thebomb.com of Spark. And actually, you're not the bomb. The entire organization, right? Well, that's your what entire I was team. Say. Talk yeah. about your team real quick. Let me okay. let you wrap up with you. So team. let me brag about my team, um, and I can also brag about some of our partners because, again, when I say single does not mean alone, I will say that when I started Spark, I did think single meant alone, so I was doing it by myself. Um, but um, we've had some funders come on board. One of our primary funders is United Way, um, and United Way is a different kind of funder because they are more of a partner. They fund you, but they're more of a partner in your work. 
Um, so it was one of my contacts at United Way um, who said, so is Spark just you? Like, do you have a team? And then he was like, get a team. So, <laughs> so um, now our team is, so when I say that, that we go out to apartment complexes, I go to some of them, but I do have a motel to home coach and um, Ariel is phenomenal. You know, you ask her to house, like, let's say we can house five families a month and she will house 10 you know, so she really is phenomenal. She goes out of, I mean, she's really, there's something about when you go do an outreach. Um, one of the most impactful outreaches that I went to, we were at this motel, we were in um, DeKalb County, as a matter of fact, and um, we were feeding families and we were giving the kids sandwiches and slices of pizza. And so they all took their plates and they went and sat on the dumpster to eat. And they did that like that's what they do. And so I was looking around to see like, but they, where else would they go? There's no playground, there are no table. it's it's a parking lot. And so that just touched me in a different way because you don't want children to think that that's okay, that that's what you do, that you take your food and go sit on a dumpster. Um, but for some families, that is what's happening. So it's things like that that you see that motivate you to just want to do more. Um, Candace, who's my Financial Achievement Club coach, um, when I listen in the last session when they're doing program review, when everyone has done their savings and they know their match and everybody's excited, what I really like to hear are some of the families saying, you know, Candace, thank you for what you've done. You know, I don't know that I would have saved this without you calling me and coaching me and, you know, and making sure that I was doing my savings. Because in the beginning, sometimes it is a little bit heavy handed on the coaching because if you're not used to saving, you need these <laughs> reminders. But what happens is when you start to see your savings account grow, in the beginning, it's a lot. It's heavy Candace, but at the end, it's really heavy on the parent for them to get it done, and they're excited about it, too. So I'm just really excited about the team that I have and, and how hard they work. And, you know, it used to be that Spark really was just me, but now each of my coaches, everybody owns their own program. They have their own investments. They all try to, to exceed what they're doing. Um, you know, for Candace you know, you're supposed to match the savings up to $500. Candace tells her families, we need to make sure that you get most of the match. What can we do to save $500? Let's look at your budget. What can we cut? Where can you save? Can you increase your income? Like she's really passionate about if there's $500 on the table, let's see how we can get you as much of this $500 match as possible. And so she really could say, well, they were able to save 100. And so we matched that 100. But she really pushes and coaches and coaxes. Um, coaxes is a good word, coaxes and urges them to save as much as they can. And listening to the parents as they share, you know, where they've been able to cut and how some of the ideas were there. Some of the ideas came from the group um, because, yes, you know, Spark is here and we're here to help you. But we also want you to build that community that I left. Um, so build that community so it's not just you and you guys can help each other as well. Love it. Joy Monroe from Spark Single Parent Alliance and Resource Center. Your team and your organization is the bomb. So thank you very much for being here. Singleparent411.org. Any individual or business or group or team that wants to really make an impact in the community, moving families into permanent housing and helping them down the long road of improving their financial situation, get involved any way that you can. Joy, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you for having me. This was great. Absolutely. Um, Harper, I started and said, Hey, I was going to give a tease, something we've never done before. It, it I, I mean, it always pales in comparison. Anything you and I do pales in comparison to our guests, but even more so today, I feel very vincible, uh, to, to steal a word from joy, uh, of what I said we're going to do and kind of gave a tease. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to talk a little bit about our proud sponsor, and hopefully we're they doing can be both a part. at the end. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. we're we're doing uh, both of our our ads, <laughs> if you will, at the end. But uh, we you love having first. joy, and love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Subaru of Gwinnett is a proud partner here of Business Radio X and putting shows together like what we have here done today. Enjoy the big savings and the hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett where people help sell you the car that you're going to get in the future. And speaking of future, the 2024s are on the way. They'll be here within a month or so. So visit SubaruofGwinnett.com. Join their family today. You can come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then you can check out their Facebook page for the latest news offers and community events. Speaking of Subaru of Gwinnett, we love them. And speaking of financial future of, of families in the area, we're we're also here to talk about your business's financial future. And Regions Commercial Banking can help you stay on track. They have a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of growth, get the resources you need, so every step can move you closer to your business goals. Maybe goals like giving back to the community. How about like that? We heard today. Yeah. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member FDIC. And then on the page it says five next to it. I don't know why it says that. I think that's a typo, but oh, wait, I said that on the show. My bad. So we'll take care of that. Absolutely. Just like we had a new voice during the introduction. Yeah, that's right. We're going to have a new ad sheet. Dan will clean that up. Yeah. Because we thank Dan for producing. We thank Mike for being in the studio back there, probably ready for us to end the show and. Ready to kick us out, kick me out of the studio, not you guys, but just me. So I thought you weren't getting kicked out because well, that danced. was for the bad question. But I'm yeah. getting kicked out for he hates when I delay the end of the show. He's get it over he, look, there. he stood up. He's I don't standing even at look. the. I'm not looking. <laughs> he's he's giving me the wrap up signal and. There's going to be a large shepherd's hook around your shoulder in yeah. just a second. Well, this was a fantastic show. Joy was wonderful. So glad she was in the studio. Harper, it was a pleasure to do the show with you. It's now time to take our press photos. And so for Harper and for Dan and for Mike, who's ready for me to wrap up the show, and for our guest, Joy, this is Stephen Julian saying, I will be slightly annoying next time on Gwinnett Business Radio. <laughs>